What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Plant Remedy Podcast. As always, this is Bailey. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to whatever we've got going on right now. Um, Today, I have a very special guest. He's been on the podcast, I don't know, probably five or six times now. But yeah, I just... You know, we have a lot going on right now, and I couldn't think of anyone better than to do this episode with me. I was going to do a solo episode, but that's no fun. So, welcome to the show, babe. It's Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you didn't even introduce me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like they know you well at this point. And if you are first listening to the podcast, Steve is my fiance and partner in business as well. So Partner in crime. Partner in all things yeah yeah hi hi how are you um tired yeah yeah we've we've been just working so much lately but yeah it's been good I feel like I'd rather be busy than bored yeah and I think that's a lot of what a lot of people are dealing with right now is you're either one or the other like busier than you've ever been or bored so I think I feel very lucky to be busy oh so lucky yeah yeah Yeah. because it could have been very different but Mm -hmm. I feel like we have pivoted your business our business so much now that it yeah is going down a really really good path good path yeah and since the last time Steve was on the show we have officially decided to like legally go into business together so that's super exciting. I think it's been like four weeks now that we've been working together full time. And I will say that it's like pretty amazing. And I know a lot of people don't work together well with their partners, um, just depending like everyone's relationship is different. But Steve and I started as coworkers. We were bartending together actually like four years ago. And um, so we started off working together in super high stress situations, super busy, like dealing with so many people. Um, especially drunk people. I feel like when you deal with like a high volume of drunk people and you're kind of like when you work in hospitality together, you're kind of like, it's always this joke, like you're going to war together. (laughs) So since we like started as coworkers, then became friends, then became lovers. Now back to coworkers. And now that we're going back to coworkers, it's like full circle. It's such full circle. It's crazy. But it just works super well for us. Mm-hmm. And like we we would always like, I mean, in the beginning, you didn't like me very much because I was bossy. But once we got past that little hurdle. I've become the bossy one. Well, and like <laughs> we would always choose to like work together on like private parties or like, you know, would like to help. Like I would work first and he would like me to work first because then I could like, you know, he would shift me out or tag me out of the shift or whatever. But I don't know. I don't remember where I was going with that. I just went on a tangent. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so it's nice now that we're coworkers again. It's definitely been like a sh- a struggle sometimes to know when to take out personal personal feelings when we're dealing with business. And I think there's just been so much going on in the world that it's hard, especially when you're working from home with your partner. It's kind of hard to like turn off all the feelings about what's happening politically and with the pandemic and then with the business and then with our relationship. It's kind of like, 
trying to compartmentalize like our day. But honestly, I feel like because there is so much going on that having you next to me makes me feel like more at peace and Mm. more safer just and and more confident that you and I can tackle this together together yeah rather than just being alone in this crazy climate of craziness (laughs) economic climate of just every day we never know what's going to happen so for us to be together Mm -hmm. and tackling it together has been honestly just peaceful it makes me feel better you know I I think of if I was like single and by myself and all of this like I could imagine what I would be doing or it's it's just a lot right now and so which is like a big shout out to those of you who are single like times are so weird right now so you guys are the real yeah but even like just everything that we've been doing it I feel like keeping us busy has kind of kept us accountable and kept us yeah moving forward kind of through trudging forward through everything where it's really easy to get stuck right now but you yeah. and i i feel like keep pushing each other and keep keep pivoting just tr- trudging through the thick and yeah because like we've come up with a lot of ideas that just like haven't worked <laughs> like we you know well, that's I, entrepreneurial of in course general. of course but i think it's really easy to get like your ego wrapped up into things like you try something, you put yourself out there, and it just does. And that just happens sometimes. You can have launches that go nowhere. You can have products that people don't like. And I think it's super important to, and if you're experiencing that right now, maybe you, you know, you're not in the you're not doing the exact right thing and you can't figure out what it is. Like you're probably just like 10% of what away from like that exact right thing. And I think that's what this year has been such a big lesson for us is just pivoting, like continuously pivoting, like almost every single day of being like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's keep going. And really just like having you here is helping me take my ego out of it. And it's been really hard because we are in the process of completely rebranding all of Chef Bay, all of Cook Vibe Heal um, in response to the fact that the world is changing you know the business is now going to be owned by both of us and like my branding started when i was like still bartending single trying to just get this off the ground and it was all pretty much done by me my brother helped me a bit with like my branding but like yeah i've been doing my website all by myself for four years and i look at you know how outdated it is now but it's, it's scary to invest in yourself and all these things. But yeah, so going back to the ego, you know, in the rebranding process, you know, Steve would be like, this part of your website sucks. And my ego is like so attached to like all the frustrating hours I put into the website where like... It was pod- positive criticism. It, it wasn't, I, I it wasn't said, like it sucks. I never said sucks. But right, that's my ego being like, you think my website sucks? <laughs> When it does, because when I looked Out, at my website, outdated, outdated, yeah, and just like not functional in today's world. And I think that you know, marketing and branding and the way that people consume content and buy things is getting different. Like it's becoming different by the day, especially with the climate that we're living in. So I'm just grateful that I have you to like tell me what's not working. Because when you're, especially like as a business owner or whatever, when you're looking at the same thing over and over and over again. You kind of like get lost in that 
You don't you see it from fresh eyes. And you see what you want to see. And you see yeah. it in the way you want to see it. Exactly. And you and I think so differently. Oh my God, I know. It's insane. So it's <laughs> awesome to kind of have your way of thinking, my way of thinking, and then finding a compromise. Exactly. And I think it works well for us because we think so differently, but our values are the same. So like... We, we had this funny discussion last night. Like, I suck at organizing stuff. <laughs> I am the most unorganized person ever. <laughs> Clearing my throat over here. I try really hard, but, like, the thing that I'm really good at is being creative. I'm a super good self-starter. I'm so good at communicating with people. I'm so good at writing things and cooking and putting myself out there. The things I'm not really good at is like analytical stuff or organizing our kitchen in a very specific way or keeping track of my receipts in a very responsible way. I just, maybe that part of my brain is sleeping. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I think it's also important to realize that like, a, you don't have to be good at everything, and B, you can ask for help, and you can get somebody that is good at other things that you're not good at, and they can do that for you. And so you and I going into business together just seems like perfect because you do so many things well that I don't do well, and vice versa, you know? I think that's why we make such a good team. Yeah. And we're finding out more and more like what works and what doesn't work with our our team. And eventually, like I'm really hoping to get an assistant that can do like a lot of the admin stuff because I think that's what both of us like get kind of like lost in. Um, so, yeah. And it sounds simpler and more ideal when we say it out loud, but. It definitely has been a rough ride the last couple of weeks. Hell Just, yeah. I mean, we're we're going from having two completely separate incomes to our end goal is to just having our, our one income from the business. And, you know, being two individuals with two separate incomes and two separate ideologies of how we do finances and how we do all these things, and then m- matching it together, you know, and I'm sure everyone has an opinion about this, but trying to do this as a team we're not trying, but doing this as a team, there's definitely going to be bumps in the road of getting like a, a system that works really well for both of us, you know? And I think figuring out those systems is the hardest part. Yeah. But it's fun and I enjoy the challenge and I enjoy just evolving and changing and not staying stagnant. You know, I feel like growing up, I had a lot of times where I would just get stuck in my own bullshit and you've <laughs> helped me to just move on, leave it, go to the next. Yeah, and I think we all can get super stuck in our own bullshit. And I think that's what's good about having like a healthy partnership in this way and like a friendship more than anything else because... And not even like a... Yes, like you and I are partners, but to even have like friends like that just kind of... Yeah. Have accountability. You know, if you have anyone that's struggling or anything, like you'd be surprised how many people are in the same boat as you and just reaching out can, and even just talking about it can make you like feel a good billion times better. Yeah, it's true. Like having people in your corner is like super helpful, especially right now. I think it's like, it's such a time that, you know, there's so many things in the news. I think that's like psychologically not super great for us. Like the term social distancing, the term quarantine, um, the term isolation. And I think when those 
words get repeated enough, especially when we spend a lot of time alone, um, it can be more isolating. It can cause fear and anxiety to like interact with other people. And although, yes, like we need to stay safe and smart about COVID and everything that's going on, um, I also think it's really important to find your tribe right now and to find the people that you do feel safe with that are be taking care of themselves and, you know, have the same values that align with you so that you don't have to be alone. Because I don't think that, you know, being in isolation for an entire year is healthy. And I think there's really safe ways to live in the world right now where you're safe and being smart about COVID, but you're not in full isolation because, you know, when we're talking about mental health, like, I don't know, I'm just kind of like worried for what's to come when we think of that aspect of it. So yeah, I'm just grateful for you. And I guess it's just a little reminder to make sure you have a little accountability buddy, but that's what pets are for too. <laughs> As I look at Coco, being so cute. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. I know, but it, I feel like in everything, there's a silver lining, you know? Silver lining. That's and that's like, like the one thing word. we've been just repeating over and over that yeah. and everything that's going on, you know, there's this one quote I always like that the world will show you a hundred reasons to frown and that's why you have to show it a thousand reasons to smile. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be so much going on, but we just have to... Yeah, I saw this thing. It was like joy right now is the biggest act of rebellion. And I think if we can still find joy, even in such a hard time, we can still accomplish our goals in some way. And of course, like I understand that so many industries are being shut down or flipped on their heads. But I think that if we can just get super creative and even in our small little day to day, like laugh, you know, <laughs> like fuck, just laugh, like find us time to just laugh, like watch something funny or be around people that make you happy. Um, I think is like the best thing that we can do. And like those silver linings, speaking of silver linings, we can kind of transition. I have a huge fucking announcement. <laughs> um, I got contacted by a publisher about like what two months ago almost now and you know it's been a process getting everything in place getting contents and the idea for my book um solidified and everything but i officially signed the contract this week for so, your book yeah that's it's i'm so stoked i'm writing a cookbook and in reality we're writing a cookbook because it's going to be a big undertaking and it's funny, we've been talking about this Forever. even since the day we met. And, and it's actually so funny because in a few podcasts, like, I've been like, I've had guests on and I've been like, oh yeah, like I'm totally writing a cookbook right now. I'm publishing one. And like with zero publisher in mind, like, like having no idea how I'm going to make this happen. But I don't know, I've been putting this out into the world since I was a child and I just like, I always wanted to have some sort of like a cooking channel or an educational cooking thing. And then I always wanted to have like a series of cookbooks and um, like cookware. like And like now I'm thinking like sustainable the cookware. Chef, the Chef Bay lifestyle. It's the Chef Bay lifestyle. Cookware. Cookware. Shirts, clothing. Steve wants me to do shirts so bad. I still bags, can't wrap my head around the shirts. Merchandise. All the stuff. But the first step Paint is... Painted on the sides of... Oh my god. Airplanes. Oh my god, okay. Literally the, the Chef, Chef Bay, Bay lifestyle. Private jet. 
that's run fully on electricity. <laughs> and it's cool. I just love this whole idea of just putting information out there to just help people. I feel like lately we have been just pumping out so much information and content to just help people make their lives better. And the more we do it, the better I feel. And it's just like... Yeah. It's like being fully driven with purpose right now is like I think the only way how you're going to make this through. And creating something that will help people and that people want. And, not, and that can also sustain Or I guess you. more what people need rather than people want. Because people, anyone can People create. want all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> but what but do also, people need is... What people need and like what the world in general needs more of. And I think people are so desperate to find ways of healing. And if you look at our country right now, like... I'm not surprised that the coronavirus has hit the U.S. in this way. And I think that, and I said this on the podcast before, like we were in such a gigantic health crisis pre-coronavirus that this just like added fuel to a fire and created like a gigantic explosion. But forest fire. So insane. And so I think that if we can really like motivate people and I see so many other chefs like getting on this train too, which makes me so happy and nutritionists and dietitians and doctors. And I've had lots of doctors on the show. So if you want to check it out, just scroll through our show notes or all of our episodes and you'll see the doctors that have been on the show. But, you know, to see all these people from all different aspects of healing from medicine to cooking to mindset lifestyle and really just showing people that like you can take your health into your own hands like you can you you absolutely can heal and you can do that in a way that's like liberating that's sustainable that's good for the environment and that like and that you can do today that you can do right now right now like and that's you don't need to pay five hundred dollars you don't need to you can there's so many resources and i think that's why i'm so excited for the book because it's going to be like a 20 dollars resource with like 100 recipes so many tips on how to go plant-based it's basically going to be like the beginner's guide to going plant-based and eating it and And our go-to and our our, go-to recipes like we already post a lot of like go-to recipes but we're saving these recipes the cream cream of the crop the vegan cream of the crop it's basically going to be like 85 brand new recipes you've never seen and it's stuff that we cook every single day that we keep from the free recipes because we've been waiting for this moment (laughs) when we make something that is like mind-blowing we're like we're saving this we gotta wait yeah we gotta wait and i think that's too like we've been putting that intention out there with no real like plan (laughs) like we're just like saving it for the book, saving it for the book, saving it for the book. But I think when you do that enough, when you live and breathe your truth and your manifestations, like those things are going to happen. And um, I know that there is there are so many people that don't have the same opportunities. And, you know, I've talked a lot about this type of thing. But like even in, you know, my last podcast with Aviva from Kitchens for Good, like there are resources out there where if you feel like you don't have the right resources to manifest your dreams, like I think I think there are people out there and there are more and more people out there every single day that are like looking to build up the community to make it happen so that we can all live our live in our truth and do something that we're passionate about, no matter where you come from or your economic status or 
or who your parents were. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what's like super awesome, especially about the internet and about social media and about all these things is that it really does give so many people an option that would never have an option before. And it's a, and it's a double-edged sword because social media and everything can be, it's so funny. I feel like even when we first met, I was so against social media. I was like, oh, it just is what I don't even know what I said. I would, I would say, I'm not going to say anything, but I would say quite a bit. Like a few months ago, let's be real. (laughs) But I realized that it's also a very powerful way to it's a tool it's a tool yeah and you can either get cut by the tool or you can use the tool to help us to help whatever like you know to be to be successful to help you know feed the hungry to educate people to like i've seen like the craziest uses of social media of course there's like terrible uses for social media (laughs) that are just causing more suffering and bullshit in the world but there's also a lot of great so much media. good happening with social media and i'm just really happy that like we can be a part of that and you know the people that we're in that are in our spectrum are also like i just see so many people that i've known even just in the last year level up their game so much like even people that i've had on the podcast like the gut health md like he's exploded in the last year like tori washington like the healing couple the healing couple like they're everyone is just like leveling up and it's so inspiring to just like to to see people just level the fuck up and be like you know what it's time like change is change needs to happen right now and like change has been happening but it's been at a much slower pace And 2020 feels like everyone's just like fucking full pedal on the gas. Let's go. Yeah, And it's and it's interesting because I feel like everyone's position on how they are leveling up is so different. Yeah. Depending on what industry you're in or anything like that. Exactly. But everyone's just fucking going for it. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. So we're we're on that train like we are literally working non-stop we are so excited and it doesn't even feel like work it just feels like service you know and so we have our monthly cooking classes that have been amazing we've been teaching cooking classes for corporations doing workshops um product awareness helping people understand like we just did a, a workshop with a design company um up in san francisco and they design packaging for products and, um, you know, during our cooking class with them, we gave them ideas on how to package a specific product that they were um, looking for ideas for. And through that, we were able to talk about sustainability and plastic and chemicals and our health crisis and, and lifestyle and lifestyle and all these <laughs> things. And you think about something as simple as packaging and you're like, shit, like a lot goes into that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so... There's just so much change that can happen, and I I think it's also important to realize that you don't have to be on every single spectrum. Like, there are some amazing people that I'm following that are educating me so much about politics right now. And I'm not somebody that wants to get into super deep political discussions with other people, but I really, really... I'm so grateful for the people that are. I'm so grateful for the people that are educating and putting lots of things out there. Same goes for the racial issues that are happening right now and being educated on the suppression for black people and people of color. As you know, I 
have been being educated about that for years now but right now i feel like like everything we're talking about is just on overdrive you know um vegan activists who are still keeping that on the forefront i think i think there's so much room for all of us to go full blast on the things that we're passionate about and i think that's going to really make the difference rather than everybody trying to be a spokesperson for every cause that they want to yeah. say yes to and for us i feel like it's food it's food it's food and like and it's healthcare. The animals yeah health care and, and i feel like us staying in our lane exactly is and we are I, so po- passionate about politics we are so 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 on board with the black lives matter movement but we also are still so desperate to help out the healthcare system and to um you know stay in that type of environment with what we talk about because that's what we're the most educated in which doesn't necessarily mean that we're not educating ourselves in the other things because we are all the time but it's also like when it comes to us teaching and us sharing what we know it's food it's the food industry it's chemicals in food it's cooking shit cooking's probably first (laughs) (laughs) but it's all these things so yeah, it's just awesome. I'm just yeah. it's it's a really scary but cool time to be alive and I think a lot of us are alive in this time for a reason and I think a lot of our souls are here especially those change makers and the people, you know, in our community and that we're seeing all over the world just fucking so fed up. And um I do have so much hope. I'm scared shitless of what's happening, but I have I have hope because of the fact that there are so many of us just not taking any more shit. And I think that's the key. And I think there's, as time goes on, the younger generation, even younger than us and our generation, we were, we were around for honestly just the internet. And the internet has yeah. expanded our insights on so many things that I feel like I think we're, it's, it's we're harder no, for secrets to be kept from and, it, and it's harder and to be yeah. ignorant exactly in what's going on around you I feel mm-hmm. like you know 30 40 years ago if something was going like you know these protests were going on and you are only watching the news you were only hear that one specific point or perspective you would only see like oh they're rioting and looting but, but you, now we yeah. get to see why why and every everything and ev- else and everything personal else. stories everything else that's going on to where you, so s- you see it much less than just the rioting and looting and if you're someone that only watches the news and that's your point of view i highly suggest that you start looking at it from more of a human perspective and try to have empathy for people that are going through empathy. something that they feel the need Sympathy, that the only way know? they're going to get heard is if they riot you know, and I don't think that destroying property is, I don't, I don't actually have any real opinion about it because I think that human lives are more important than fucking federal property. And I think that our government doesn't listen unless we put something so far in their faces that they have to. Like, that's just where we're at. <laughs> but it sucks that even when we put it right in front of them, they don't want to see it. Right. I mean, there's a full blown like potential civil war happening between like our our state governments and our our people and then our federal government and like what's happening right now is terrifying what's happening in portland is fucked up what's about to start happening in chicago and detroit and all these 
you know, quote it's unquote, author- dem- it's very authoritarian. Yeah, these dem run cities is just like, why the fuck is it Democrats versus Republicans? Like, why is it like Trump has literally made Democrats out to be the devil and like these horrible people when it's it's just our voting party. Yeah. It's literally just like some views that we choose over other views but now it's either you're this or you're that when in reality we're all just fucking human beings but the minute i always like that this uh, the quote that the minute you create a box and a bipartisan in any way yeah whether it's red and and blue or whatever that automatically when you look at a group of people that you're going to split those people up in these two groups. Exactly. And instead of just splitting things up and having two groups or three groups, just looking at I like what you keep saying, is just at a human standpoint. Like, we are all humans on this earth. And at the end of the day, we're all humans trying to survive. And honestly, we don't know where we came from. We don't know where, where we're going. going. Yeah. But, like, we are in this together and i hate that with so many people say like oh we're in this together because we are but we aren't but at the same time like we are humans and maybe we're not all in this together but we are all humans and that is like i want to say that more to people not i don't want to go on like well we're all in this together no we're we're all humans and in that aspect and we all share like a lot of the same struggles we share a lot of the same anxieties we you know, of course, there's like psychotic people in the world, but you look at the majority of everyone like, I don't know. I just it's crazy that it's gotten to this point where it's the crazy Democrats versus the crazy Republicans. And there's nothing in between. Like being a voice for human rights should not be a Democrat or a Republican issue. It's a human issue. Yeah. Like Black Lives Matter is not does not make you a Democrat. It makes you a fucking human being that cares about other human beings suffering. It's like, why has this become a political race? Why is the pandemic a political thing now? Like, what the fuck? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's, And I think a lot of us feel that way. And people that have come to my Instagram page trying to start like political debates with me about things that I repost, like I'm looking at things from a pure human standpoint. And when I see other human beings suffering, I don't give a fuck about like your economic ideals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I see other human beings suffering. That should be on the forefront of our mind. And if you want to call that socialism, then you are putting yourself into a box because it's bullshit. Yeah. And I did not mean for this podcast to go political. <laughs> no, and it's but, not. We're, but I don't feel like we are. We're just, yeah. we are talking about the idea of humanitarianism and just being, I guess what you said it kind. before, s- sympathy. And yeah. just and not even sympathy, but empathy. That it's like, we are so stuck in our own ways that it's so fucking hard to see from anyone else's point of view because this is well like I used to say this is the way I've been doing it my whole life and mm-hmm. it's just and it's just comfortability of being in your own bullshit that you don't you and keeping your head in the sand and not seeing what anything else or any how any perspective is from anyone else's and exactly. so and not having compassion for them and it's 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 really weird it's like interesting when you think about the psychological aspect of it because I thought that the pandemic would bring people closer because you see 
people dying all over the world from all different incomes, all different statuses. But what you're seeing now as a pandemic's been going on longer is who is it affecting the worst? Lower income, people are in poverty, colored, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, are um, colored groups like I don't know, I'm probably not saying this correctly, but like it's affecting the people who are the most vulnerable in our population and the government's not doing anything about it. Yeah. It's horrible. So anyway, back to what we were talking about, I want this cookbook to be accessible to everyone, mm -hmm. to have, to work with all the other amazing things that are happening right now, like community gardens, and education and different ways that people are going to look at, at like school now because people aren't going to school and our healthcare system and this just be and one change it the way people look at food and right, not one more at, pillar to that yeah and that food is honestly medicine you know and the more like that's kind of like the last thing on all of this i just want to say and i feel like we should say is just it's crazy to me how you no matter where you are on the political or anything, the political line yeah. is that there is, I don't even know, that the, on the political line, no matter where you are, that at the end of the day, your health is in your control and nobody is talking about that. No one talks about your immune system. You turn on the no matter that's why I that's I lost my train of thought. That's no matter okay. where you are in, on the political line, is that no one is talking about our immune systems. No one's talking about health. health. No one's talking about like some people are, but like the majority of the news. In our spectrum, everyone's talking about yes. it. Yes, but in mainstream news, mainstream media, no one is talking about how to get healthy. And it's and and I think of. Even the one thing that we were watching the other day, they were talking about water. It's like, we drink, we need what We can go three weeks without food, but we cannot go more than three days without water. But yet, no one talks about where, where, we, our where our comes water from. comes from or what's in our water. Or why we, what we need in our water. But like, it just, it's, it's almost like this, like, we do something every single day, but we don't talk about it. And same with food. It's like this... It, it, it's really this I wish I could have, like have a psychologist and like sit down and talk about it because the psychology of it mm -hmm. is really really weird and like I don't know if it's weird or scary or it's just like it's something that we do every day but we don't talk about it it's like talk about being numb to your senses and in the world and massively like, undereducated on it i mean when you look at like just basic schooling like how much in your school did you learn about nutrition from k through 12. not nothing like i had a home ec class where she taught us how to make cookies and i would love to find that home ec teacher because she told me i would never become a chef <laughs> so so shout out to you suck it <laughs> <laughs> i was a terrible student though i'll give her that um but yeah, we don't learn about any of these things. No. And it's I'm thinking of, I think it was, what was the, was it, it wasn't what the health. It was um, maybe Forks Over Knives. It was one of those documentaries. And they highlighted one woman specifically as like kind of someone to kind of test the plant-based diet. And this woman drank eight Coca-Colas a day and didn't have any water for like 
years, years on hundreds of medications, et cetera, et cetera. And what's interesting to me is that this woman clearly goes to the doctor because she's taking like 10 pills a day. However, her doctor never asked her if she's drinking fucking water, you know? And then she's on this documentary and they're like, okay, well, how much water do you drink? And her response is, well, I don't like water. And I cannot tell you how many clients have told me that before. It's like, you don't like water? Like water is life, literally <laughs> life source, you know? So, and when you're consuming sugary drinks, drinks with... Um, High fructose corn high syrup. High fructose corn syrup or chemicals or aspartame. Like aspartame is such a gnarly chemical. What it does actually Addict, addicting chemicals. to your brain. Just like, look it up. We're not going to tell you, but look it up. It, of course you're going to drink water and be like, well, this doesn't taste like anything. But I don't know. I could go into a whole nother podcast with that. Yeah. But I guess the point is, is that, you know, we really want to help people get more connected. And aware of And aware what? of things that make them alive <laughs> not barely surviving yeah. but like alive and healing and thriving thriving and i think you know we hear that a lot like not survive but thrive but it's so real because how many people in our country are in fucking survival mode and we live in like little pockets like we live in our little healthy pocket in san diego I lived in a healthy little pocket in San Francisco and grew up in Boulder, Colorado. So like my whole life has been these healthy little pockets, you know, but that doesn't mean that I've never traveled to the Midwest or pretty traveled much, pretty much where I grew up. Where it Steve was grew up, a very the unhealthy, opposite. unhealthy pocket. Like fucking opposite, actually. So I've seen it in real form in growing real time, up. you know, in Chicago. And it's just kind of like... And like all my friends back there, they are not thriving well some some, some of them are but they're literally surviving and i feel like Especially it's just kind of men- perspective and it's yeah. kind of this mentality where like we we pride ourselves in this survival pr- primitive like mm-hmm. oh like i've been it's kind of like our backstory it's like uh, i've well, struggled you're, it's, you're and, suffering and, it's when your suffering defines who you are rather than letting growth and change and healing define who you are. And I think a lot of people get stuck in suffering defining you. And Mm -hmm. I know that I was that person for so long. And I was too. I was the chronically sick girl. I was the girl in chronic pain. Like that was who I was. And now I don't resonate with that at all. And I think when you're constantly telling yourself like, oh, I'm chronically sick or oh, I'm in pain or oh, whatever, you become that. You, your body can't get out of that because your words are literally manifesting that every single time you say it. And that's and that's kind of a big thing too is that your words, things that you say out loud, literally your body is listening to. Yeah. It's like, and I know it's like kind of crazy to like even think that, but it's like what you say resonates and your body is listening. Right. And like words... And thoughts are literally, it's real energy you're putting out into the universe. I think, I think of this test that this guy had three things of rice and they're all cooked the same. They put it in jars and one, one rice, he said, I love you. The other rice, he said, I hate you. And then the other rice, he like totally ignored. So like for like a whole three months, 
every day he would walk out of his house, he'd see the three things of rice, he'd say, I love you to the one rice, look at the other rice and he'd go, I hate you. And then look at the third rice and be like, ah, and totally ignore it and leave. And then after like three days, or not three days, three months, when they look at these like three jars of rice that are all made in the same pan and then split up evenly in airtight containers, that the ones that was I love you was like kind of starting to ferment a little old. The one that was like, I hate you was like starting to turn brown and black and fermenting and molding. And then the one that was like, you totally ignored was actually the worst, mm-hmm. which is a whole different story, but, and the whole different idea of around it, but just the idea of that your words mean something. And there's right. even other tests where it well, they... imagine, imagine what that does to a grain of like rice and then what that does to your body. And I w- I've been listening to like a ton of podcasts and like reading so much lately. And during the protests for Black Lives Matter, a lot of things that people were saying were I can't breathe over and over and over again. And I've heard this said in podcasts. This isn't my my own like idea. But the idea is that when you say I can't breathe over and over and over again with other thousands of people during a pandemic that attacks your lungs you're in a way like opening up that channel for your lungs to not be able to breathe and even though it's in a very pot like i know everyone's saying it in a very positive like they way mean, of course they it's, mean it's a movement they and mean I'm it in the best way the possible movement, but, but those you... words have meaning and those words have power to your body like i know even last night like i was um sitting in meditation and I was literally just saying out loud like to my body just like protect you know protect yourself you're healthy um you know just create a force field around yourself like for any you know viruses or sicknesses that can come through and I think that's super important and finding honestly I find and I I feel like I'm I've lost it a little bit but finding gratitude, gratitude that I used to do this thing that I, I read it in this like some Tao book where he would literally go through like a meditation for like 30 minutes and he would start from his toes and work all the way up to his head. And he'd start with his toes and be like, you know what, my toes, literally like on your feet, <laughs> be like, I'm thankful for my toes. Well, I'm thankful. Big toes, I'm so. thankful for. <laughs> Your the my big toe for keeping my stability and my other toes, you know, it's just it, it was really weird. But then I would go through like okay, and then I would kind of breathe maybe three times and say like I'm thankful for my toes, and then I'd be like, well, I'm thankful for my feet, and then my knees, and then my ankles, yeah. and then, like I would just kind of work through it. And by the end of it, after thirty minutes of doing that, it sounds so silly. I would feel fucking amazing, and it was just like so silly it's just like suddenly you're literally just being like well i'm thankful for my fingers you know my nails. but you don't know what you have until you don't have it and right. i've broken my bones enough on my feet and my legs and my arms that like when you eventually don't have it you're like holy shit like it, it's it changes your life and so mm-hmm. finding gratitude in honestly the little things even now is just what like waking up is what's gonna is what's gonna help the world around your little circle and your community and the world. And it can help you feel like less overwhelmed with everything. 
So honestly, just if you can take anything away from this, is just find gratitude in what you have. I know there's a lot of things that we don't have, but there's a lot of things that we do have. And so just be positive and find gratitude and be more of aware and educate yourself in what's going on around you and what's in your food and... You just went on a whole tangent there. Well, yeah, it's just, it's, it encompasses everything. I'm just kind of wrap, I'm trying to wrap it all up before we talk about the other super exciting thing that's happening. The other super exciting thing. Yeah, and it's just like if you find someone, if you have someone in your life that is like mega, mega unhealthy, or maybe you are that person, we literally have all been there. So this is not about being judgmental or anything like that. It's all about just like guiding them or guiding yourself to take that first step. So maybe it could be to drink more water or maybe it could be to drink a smoothie in the morning or maybe it could be to have gratitude for your meals or stretch for 10 minutes before you wake up and get on your phone. That's something I'm working on personally. And yeah, it just starts tiny little habits can make like a massive, massive difference. So yeah. That was one hell of a little conversation we just had. Yeah. Wow. But it brings us to our kind of last thing. So everything that's been going on has been wild and out of our control. But <laughs> one crazy. thing that we have in our control is that... We're going to get married. We're going to get married. And we're so excited for it. And I... We in can, one week. And we canceled our wedding and everything that we we're going to have due to So we're to, basically the eloping. So we're eloping with our close, maybe like 10, 15 friends. Locals. Locals Mm -hmm. and our parents and that's it. And we're super excited and it's going to be, I know it's not the most ideal times, but we are just, it's funny. We were saying this the other day that like everything seems like it's like falling apart around us, but what we are building right now is stronger than ever. Is stronger than ever. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm happier with how our relationship is now more than we ever i ever have and it's Mm -hmm. like and it's just honestly i'm just so thankful i'm so thankful i met you i'm so thankful i moved out to california and i'm so thankful i just made that leap when i did seven years ago i stalked you and that you stalked me (laughs) and that it's just like so many things led up to this point that so many times i can look back and think i almost didn't take that leap or whatever and here we are and like and i've changed so much and i'm just so glad to be like starting even though we already have a life together but starting our new chapter together well we're officially like starting a family even if it's just you me and coco you know it's like our little family and yeah it's like and i think that's part of why everything's been so crazy for us because we are like trying to plan a mini wedding in the middle of a pandemic and you know writing a book and like having doing cooking and, classes and, and having brand, like, brand partnerships. partnerships yeah it's a lot um but it's also Exciting. i don't know it feels like for us we are beginning a new chapter and with or without getting married energetically that's what we're feeling is like You know, the last four years have been an amazing chapter. We've lived in our house together for three years and we've grown so much, overcome chronic sickness. We've had people in our lives die. Um, We've just, we've been to fucking hell and heaven and back five million times again with each other. And through all of that, our relationship has gotten stronger and 
we the phases that we've gone through have been so insane and especially in the beginning at the beginning the first six months of our relationship was so challenging we yeah. just between my chronic illness steve lost yeah. his grandpa like there was just so many things happening but what that did is it made us stronger and that was a chapter and it really feels so much energetically especially in the last few months and i had this poll like a few months ago like when we were planning our wedding well i feel like we planned our wedding like three times but i was like so excited we ended up having a cancel pandemic happened it happened to so many people i'm not complaining it is what it is but then as we were moving through the pandemic it just didn't feel right that we had no plan to get married because it really has been feeling like the last few months are the end of a, a chapter in our lives. It really feels like that. And to now know moving forward that we're still going to get married and we're going to move forward in this chapter. And honestly, it sucks. Like when we were thinking about, you know, our dream wedding, why we even want to have a wedding is not about the flowers or the dress or the food or the show, but it's about the being the with people from all over the world in one place at one time, probably for the only time in our lives that all those people will be there together. So it is sad that like that's not happening right now, but it doesn't really matter to us at this moment because what matters the most is being together and starting this new chapter together. And then once all of this dust settles, hopefully it does. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel at this <laughs> moment, but hopefully we'll be able to have everyone together in the way that we want. And we can do this, you know, the proper way eventually or in whatever way we want. We're going to have yeah. like a Mexican party in Baja or something. I don't know what we're going to do. Know. But I'm just super excited. We haven't really announced this publicly at all. Um, so, yeah, we're getting married in one week. And it's feels super surreal and, and it's gonna be a full moon it's gonna be a full moon the night that we get married and it's actually the full moon in aquarius did you know that i think i did oh my god i could die um Steve i planned this all <laughs> well he like got it started <laughs> i got i it's funny i literally was telling my neighbor we were surfing yesterday and i told him i was like I was like, yeah, it's gonna, literally I pretty much picked this day because it's a full moon. And then everything else just kind of wrapped around it. Like it was just, I was just thinking, I was like, I would love to get married on a full moon in the summertime and just the energy. Like we, if you didn't know this about us, Bailey's mom, shout out to you. She is like, she gets moon boners oh all the God. time. I can't believe Full moon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she just like growing she when when I first out over the she moon. geeks out over the full moon. Like yeah. she would anytime we'd be like in Colorado, she'd be like, guys, you she'd like wake us up in the middle of the night and be like, the full moon is out. We have to go look at it. <laughs> or like as kids, we'd be driving and like the moon would be rising and we'd be like, you know, doing our thing, sleeping, whatever. And my mom would be like, <gasps> like gasp and we'd be like what, what what what's going on are you okay and she would just be like look at the moon like so intense and and we got and now like over the last couple of years i've always been infatuated by the moon but 
I've taken it to the next You've level. You've taken it to the next level where, like, when there's a full moon here, we literally go through the whole house. Get all of our crystals. We get all of our crystals. Which is a lot. It's crystals. a lot of crystals. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's probably like 30 to 40 crystals. And we'll put a lot of them outside on our table. To charge. To charge mm-hmm. in the moon. And even the next step further, we'll take some of the crystals and put them in, like, a pitcher of water like purified water outside in the moon and we'll create moon water mm-hmm. and for the next like, like a very sherry mom thing. and for the next <laughs> couple of days after the full moon we'll have our crystals charged and we'll have our moon water that we'll drink in the morning it's awesome i fucking love it like when i tell people it everyone kind of kind of tilts their head they're like what do you do and i'm like honestly i love doing weird stuff like this because a lot of it, no one really understands. We don't under like we sort of understand. Like it's but not like, like there's like a logical reason of no. why we put a crystal in water, but no. like I don't know, the water just tastes better. Yeah, and like it makes us feel better. And at the end of the day, like I don't, it doesn't matter what you really believe in, as long as if it makes and you plus, feel I'm better like a and low key witchy. And doesn't create harm to anyone else. One then, of like, Steve's friends so... called me a witch once as like a, it was supposed to be an insult, but I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are a little, you are a little I, It's funny to think about like what like your family and friends think about me because like, <laughs> you know, like pre me, you like were the furthest thing from being a vegan and I don't know all the other. I, I, you'd be surprised. I was eating vegetarian stuff a lot sometimes Steve, when we met like that one day you got food poisoning was because you ate a sandwich that had that like, was 12 different. different types of meat on it like don't kid yourself here bro <laughs> i know like just because you ate vegetables doesn't doesn't make you vegan <laughs> i know but we were, anyway we were all in different you know yeah and but that's it's... and that's and i feel like that no one changes overnight and you have to go through all these stages. And eventually... like you're allowed to change. Like people that hold you at a standard or hold you to who you were 10 years ago. Like I just think it's like so unfair, you know, it's like you should change. You should change your ideologies. You should grow as a person. You should try to be better than the person you were five years ago because I think a big problem of what's happening, especially in our country right now, is that people aren't fucking willing to change. People aren't willing to admit that they're wrong or the way that they were raised is wrong. And there's a lot of people that are, but there's a hell of a lot of people that aren't. So like, yeah, like it's okay to change. It's okay to admit that you're wrong. It's okay to move past your childhood or your traditions or like, for instance, like I don't ever want to celebrate Thanksgiving like literally ever again. Like... The whole holiday is so fucked up and I was talking to my mom about this and for my mom to say that she doesn't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, that's a big deal. And that's being okay with change, being okay with being like this tradition is so fucked up, why are we celebrating this, you know? It doesn't make you wrong or bad for celebrating it last year, but it's it's about how we're going to move forward. Like how as a collective can we move forward for the betterment of future generations? Because remember everything we're doing now isn't really even fucking about us. It's about our kids and our kids' kids. And if our kids' kids even have a place to live because we're destroying our fucking environment, you know? Like, we have to mobilize and move forward and do it in love and compassion and empathy. And 
still be able to find joy in being human. And I think that's a big reason of why we're getting married right now because 2020 is a shit show. But it's also the year that I got offered a book deal and the year that I married my best friend. So, like, it's not a total wash. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Love you. I love you. So. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. (laughs) So, yeah. We're just, you know, we're excited for this book and our wedding and we can't wait that when next year comes around in we the springtime, you guys, you'll be able to purchase the book. Oh yeah, that too. Anywhere you want. I already know where we're going to do the book launch party, so I'm crossing my fingers at the social distance. We're planning the party for the book launch before we wrote the book. Yeah, so. well, that, like if that's how I work. That's how Bailey works. <laughs> So, oh my god so well you guys thank you so much for listening you know i also want to say that like this podcast i mean we're not even on a year in the podcast and we've already had so many downloads like i'm just in shock at how many so many people listen to this and just this community in general has been so amazing to us which has helped us in general get this book deal which in general has helped us survive during this pandemic financially. And we're just so grateful for you supporting our small business. So grateful. And um, and by supporting our small business, you know, supporting yourself at the same time. And that's always what we try to do. Like we're not, we're not just in this for ourselves, you know. We want to be able to be of service and to help and to still pay our bills. So yeah. we really appreciate it. And yeah, we're going to celebrate. We're going to spend the next couple weeks celebrating. I'm thinking maybe next week have my parents on the podcast because they'll be in town for the wedding. Um, But I don't really know what's next after that other than just like grinding to get the book done and just keep doing what we're doing. So if you want to take a cooking class with us, I'll put the info in the show notes, www.chefbay.kitchen. We will see a rebranding very very soon it's cook vibe heal cook vibe heal it's our whole it's our whole vibe yep so thank you thank you steve for coming on the show i know at first podcasting was very uncomfortable for you but you seem to be in the group i am definitely in the group now he's vibing i am vibing it's a whole we have matcha we drink i'm vibing i'm healing now i just need to cook we're set yeah, well, you already did today. You made me juice and smoothies and cooked Coco's breakfast. So you're the real OG. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you super soon. And take care of yourselves out there. Thank you, guys. We love you. Adios. Bye.